Um, Why don't you do the intro this time? I always do the intro. Really? I thought I usually do the intro. Really? I feel like I usually do the intro. Doug, you've listened to our podcasts. Quite a bit. Uh, I think Charlie usually does the intro. Oh, all right. Well, sorry then. Why does Doug do the intro? He's never done the intro. Ooh, that's true. (laughs) Because I'm the guest. Well, you're like the guest host. You have to introduce the Saturday Night Live not ready for primetime players. Are they still called that? I haven't watched Saturday Night Live since like 1990. Nobody calls them that anymore, officially. Okay. But I think they still they still maintain that name. Is Lauren Michaels still alive? Yes, most definitely. Okay, good. Doug, are you going to introduce us? Sure. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of the Gobeski Wallace. Wait, 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 wait. Not to play Adam's part here and interrupt you, but I never say exciting. You don't want to set the audience's expectations too high. Just say another edition. Just true no matter what. Wow, we've uh, we've really raised the bar since our earlier episodes. And take two, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm your guest host, Douglas Gobeski. And with me here are your normal hosts. Hey, I'm Charlie Wallace. Uh, I don't do podcasts that aren't exciting. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean that it won't necessarily be exciting. We just don't want, we don't want to set the bar. Are you promising excitement? Uh, I'm promising attempted excitement. All right, I'm Adam Gobeski. You know, you can't do any better with me. Lissai. <laughs> oh, and I'm Marianne Gobeski, another guest, I guess, on this podcast today. So it's that time of year again. Oh, wait. Doug was supposed to introduce us as a Gobeski Wallace Report Christmas. Oh, no! (laughs) All right, everybody. Take it from the top. Hello, and welcome to... (laughs) Uh. Welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report podcast. Oh, jeez, I screwed it up. (laughs) My brain can't work! Just roll with it. Roll with it. You're everywhere now. Oh, my God. Thank you. Oh, my God. Okay. Try it again. Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm your guest host, Douglas Gobeski, and with me are your usual hosts, plus uh, another special guest. Did I forget the Christmas part again? Somebody else should be the host. <laughs> My name's Charlie Wallace. Am I the host? What? This is going to be like paper bag, isn't it? Intro <laughs> <laughs> <Show> episode. <laughs> well, uh, there's glitter everywhere. Probably those bells that glitter on them. <laughs> sparkle. Oh my goodness, you really sparkle. Well, he's turned into a vampire. <laughs> Sexy vampire. <laughs> Is there any other kind? Yeah, I assume there's like slovenly vampires. Well, I thought you automatically turned sexy by being a vampire. Really? Even if, what if they're like the sort of person that sits on the couch and, you know, they've got like stains down the front of their like wife beater? Red stains. And then they... What? So... Red stains. Well, I'm trying to picture this. So the sexy vampire bites you on the neck and sucks your blood, and the slovenly vampire just sits on the couch and drinks a big gulp of blood? Yeah. He's got blood stains on his shirt. (laughs) Okay. Is this a Gobeski Wallace Christmas? I never found out. Uh, I think so. Sorry. Hello! (laughs) No, 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 no. It's a train wreck. You just move on. You don't try try to repair the train and put it back on the tracks. Really, what do you do with the train wreck? <laughs> you just move and get on another train. <laughs> a Christmas train. Polar Express? A Polar Express, yes. <laughs> so Christmas is rapidly approaching. 
Well, wait, should we talk about our exciting news before Christmas? Um, yes, let's talk about that exciting news. In fact, why don't you start talking about it? Because you don't know what it is, yeah. do you? <laughs> no. How we were in a major publication? Oh, yeah, I remember seeing that. We were in a major publication. So we've been out in print in the print world. So the police plotter? <laughs> yeah, but the police plotter doesn't write Gobeski Wallace report. So interestingly, I think our tweets were made, uh, our tweets made print somewhere. Yeah. One of our tweets was printed in an issue of Doctor Who magazine. Sent out digitally and then printed the old fashioned way. Now, would you care so that, to describe that, that tweet? That's brand penetration, though. <laughs> since I'm pretty sure we've gained at least two followers since that was printed. I think we still know who those followers are, though, right? They're still our friends. And I don't think they uh, followed because of that, but... Well, we can say that. We, we can say that Chandler Buzz is following us because of that, rather than because I used the name Chandler in a tweet once. <laughs> what, because... You like you use Chandler in the Arizona sense, and people thought it was about friends. I have no idea. <laughs> it was about Chandler. I'm pretty sure it was about Chandler from Friends. Oh, was it? And then Chandler thought it was about the city. What? Maybe. Oh, you think it's the other way around? You were tweeting about friends. That's what I thought. <laughs> and residents of the city. I don't, thought. I don't. I don't think I tweet about friends, other than world class swimmer. <laughs> <laughs> Which I still think we should make into a T-shirt. We can sell it with our hipster Christmas t-shirts. <laughs> Say it should be in stores by, by next Christmas time. <laughs> of some year. <laughs> a plain white tee with some Sharpie applied to it. <laughs> <laughs> They're handcrafted. Do you like a handcrafted Christmas gift for your friends this year? <laughs> Have a Hanes t-shirt that someone scribbled on. <laughs> hey, who ruined this t-shirt? <laughs> the Gobeski Wallace report did. <laughs> Tell your friends. I think we should make that shirt, too. <laughs> the Gobeski Wallace Report ruined this shirt with a Sharpie. <laughs> so did you want me to explain the tweet? Yes, you started please. To say? Because I read it. But even so, I don't quite understand it. So we need we need a lot of backloading, which most many of the readers of Doctor Who magazine would not need this backloading. So that's probably why it got published there rather than, say, Cat Fancy. But uh, <laughs> perhaps you should actually read the uh, tweet for the listeners. Uh, okay, hold on a second. I have to go get it. <laughs> There's a parallel universe out there where time and Irani is Colin Baker's last story. Ponder that for a minute. Hashtag Doctor Who. <laughs> so what you have to know is you have to know two things. Well, three things. So first of all, time and Irani is Sylvester McCoy, the seventh Doctor's debut story. Generally considered to be one of the worst stories Doctor Who ever made. Mm, okay. Uh, what you then have to know is that Colin Baker, the sixth Doctor, was actually fired from being the Doctor. Oh, okay. So he, they basically said, yeah, we'll keep the going, but you got to get rid of that new guy, or the lead guy. you got to recast him. So did they do a regeneration, like, mid-season? Uh, so this was between seasons when he was fired. Oh, I see. So... The producer at the time, John Nathan Turner, sort of arranged it saying, well, can he do one story so that we can do a regeneration? And they said, yeah, fine, he can have one more story. So they basically approached Colin Baker, and Colin Baker said, more or less, go screw yourself. Yeah. Uh, I believe he likened it to something like breaking up with your girlfriend, but then her asking if you want to come over for one night. <laughs> 
So the point of the tweet was that he was offered this first story. Um, it's not unreasonable to believe that that first story would have been something that looked a lot like Time of the Rhine, except it would have ended with him dying rather than started with him regenerating. So basically somewhere in some parallel universe, that's Colin Baker's last story. So try and conceive this really terrible, awful story as being his swan song. No. <laughs> so an even more tragic story. Right. I think that makes a lot more sense now. And now the magazine's covered in glitter. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of shutting up and family squabbles, let's talk about Christmas. Ooh. Ooh. So what are you guys eating for Christmas? Do you Everything. Know <laughs> Everything. Like a goat. Yep. Everything not nailed down. <laughs> yes, goats, as long as they're not nailed down. <laughs> Tin cans? Oh, you mean like a goat. Yes, much like a goat. <laughs> I assume Car has been going around your place nailing things down so that you don't eat them? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I keep making the interesting point to my... Uh, family this year they're like oh when are you gonna be in town I'm like i'm gonna get on on christmas eve very late and i'm gonna be there the rest of the week i said but this year's gonna be different because adam's not in town which means you'll actually be able to see me the entire time <laughs> is it bad that part of me assumed that since i wasn't in town anymore that you just weren't going to go <laughs> <laughs> no we have to come up with many things to do <laughs> I don't know what Doug's going to do with me out of town. I don't know. Oh, last time we recorded a podcast, yeah. He came over. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I just get this text from Charlie. Turns out I don't need you anymore. <laughs> Doesn't even have to change the name. <laughs> That's right. What would that be like? Well, I'm guessing the intro would be very similar to the way it was in this episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> to be fair, Doug, we never actually get through that intro properly. <laughs> What would properly be? Um, so either me or you saying the entire intro and then the other person introducing themselves instead of saying, wait, 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 which is usually what happens, well, which point we never get back to it. <laughs> well, things are too important to wait for intros to finish. That's right. <laughs> like talking about what we're going to eat for Christmas. These are things, I'm going to decide that. These are things that the world population wants to know about. <laughs> All right, then what are you eating? Uh, I don't know. What am I eating? <laughs> Not cooking. I don't know. Uh, probably some corn chips. Yeah. I I heard they hit a pickle on the tree for me to eat. What? <laughs> That's what I said. What's really funny is he's not lying. Wait, Why don't what? you tweet that? Why aren't people retweeting that? <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you tweeting? How come I'm always tweeting? I should. I should. I need to. Let me read some of the great tweets that you have missed while I've been tweeting and you haven't been reading the tweets that we tweet. For instance, so this one's from three days ago at roughly six in the morning. Is there a chart for poop-related weather? I get storm and diarrhea, Kane, but what about the fecal version of mostly sunny? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I've been trusting Facebook to this point because I thought that maybe your Twitter application was linked to Facebook and it's been posting, but I, I did not see that. This is the first time I've heard that. <laughs> there was then a follow-up tweet uh, roughly 30 minutes later. Still unsure about my last question, but Apocalypse has been suggested as the highest disaster on the chart. Hashtag CNN, hashtag highbrow. <laughs> <laughs> so this is... I've been no, tweeting, yeah, I have been missing out, apparently. <laughs> I've been tweeting like this for a while. 
So guess, apparently there's a backlog I need to look through. <laughs> Which could be another answer to your question. A backlog. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> yeah. What are you eating, Doug? <laughs> uh, probably white fudge Oreos. Ooh. That's it. He's a grown man. He can eat whatever he likes. That's I mean, he doesn't I'm, have to eat an official dinner if he doesn't want. No, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be an official dinner, but I'm going to be eating a lot of white fudge Oreos and then texting pictures of them to Adam. Oh, I didn't think harsh. you texted it. It'll be worth the 25 cents. Okay. <laughs> like when I text things to Charlie. It'll be one less Oreo <laughs> you can buy, but it'll be worth it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't explain or talk through jokes, whatever, but can I just mention that I threw in diarrhea cane as if that was just a normal thing? <laughs> you know, I had kind of wondered about that one. So first year with no stow, probably, right? Well, second year. Second year. Yeah, yeah. last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. You were yeah. down there last year. Speaking yeah. of apocalypse. How is that speaking of? <laughs> that's what Christmas in Arizona is like. Hey. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You do realize I'm within slapping distance, right? No, you're not. Ow! <laughs> that was a good that's sound a, effect. Yeah, so that like actually she actually slapped in the So, Brianne, what are you eating? Apparently corn chips. <laughs> you don't have to do that. Adam, Adam promises to make dinner for everyone <laughs> in the family <laughs> for Christmas, and he just buys a family-sized bag of corn chips. What the hell is this? I toasted them in the oven. He doesn't even <laughs> buy any dip to go with them. <laughs> well, I'm not going to do everything myself. <laughs> if you want dinner, I expect help from this family. <laughs> Here I am slaving away at a hot bag, and you're not even putting dip? You can't even open a jar. <laughs> Remember when I convened this podcast before we started recording? And I said we could talk about our best favorite Christmas movies. And this is what it turned into. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we could discuss the best and worst Christmas movies of all time. Sure. Okay. Now, in order for something to be... I mean, I think we've discussed this before. But let's let's recap, you know, in two minutes or less. In order for something... What does something need to be in order to be a Christmas movie? Does it have to be about Christmas? Or does that just have to take place at Christmas? I think uh, either criteria, criterion, whichever. I, th I think either one is fine. Okay, okay. But movies that are not about Christmas and don't take place during Christmas, those probably don't count. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you had to think about that for a minute, didn't you? So not Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I don't know. Is part of Lord of the Rings happened during Christmas? It must have. I think it took place over the course of several months, if not a couple of years, right? Well, didn't Galadriel, give, didn't Galadriel give them Christmas presents? Oh, was that Christmas? Yeah, when she shaved herself bald and gave the wig to Gimli. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I guess it's been a while since I saw it. Which edition were you eating? <laughs> <laughs> Which edition was I eating? <laughs> we're back on this again? Yeah, so either, either about Christmas or during Christmas. I know exactly why he's giving the on or during Christmas. I know, but I don't want to discount one of the greatest Christmas movies of all time. <laughs> Fair enough. So what do you all think about last night we were watching a little bit of National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation? Do you think that's high on the list? Is it a, is it a comedy you guys like? 
Uh, it's a comedy that I enjoy, but it's not the sort of thing I can watch all the time. And when I mean all the time, I mean relative to Christmas. Is like it's not the sort of movie I could watch every Christmas. <laughs> you can't even watch it <laughs> once a year. So that's not a very good movie, actually. <laughs> well, you can't even stand to watch it once a year. You know, like maybe once every three. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, this is actually the consensus we came to last night, too. Is It was on and we had some, some folks over and it's like, well... You know, it's a pretty good movie, and it has a lot of iconic moments, and I think that's what people remember. It's like, oh, yeah, I remember this scene. And usually you watch a scene, and it's not quite as funny as you remember, but at least everybody knows basically every part of it. That is that is true. And it does have Julia Louis-Dreyfus in it. That's true. I don't know any other movie she's in for the movie game, but... Oh, she was just in one within the last year. Well, that's with... get out of here. Yeah, it's James Gandolfini one. What? Which had a very forgettable name. It's like James Gandolfini's last movie. It's actually really good. Car and I went to see it in the theater. It's got Julie Louis-Dreyfus and James Gandolfini. Pretty much playing Tony Soprano, but not a mob boss. <laughs> he pretty much sounds the same no matter what he does. But he's good at it. Okay. Is this a Christmas movie? No. So, so why are we talking about this? Right, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Doug, would you like to float a Christmas movie and get a... Get a reaction? Sure. I mean, there's really not that many Christmas movies that I can think of that I can, you know, actually recall. But we'll go with the Santa Claus. The the first Santa Claus. Now, was that good? It's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah, I, just, I enjoyed it. Those movies that might have done really well at the box office, but wasn't actually all that good. No, Santa it's Claus. The impression is, I get, and Santa I Claus seen is it. pretty good. The first one is anyway. I don't. I don't think I've seen two or three. Don't worry about it. Or you don't. Four? Don't even bother. Is, are we up to four yet? Possibly. <laughs> the, San, the Santa Claus Four litigation. <laughs> they the spend the entire movie the in appeal. a <laughs> The appeal. <laughs> there are all three of those movies about some sort of contract and like little clauses within the contract. I believe so. The cause hilarity to ensue because there's the first one, right? Which is he kills Santa Claus, and then that means that he has. To become Santa Claus? Right. I don't know what the clauses are in the it's other It's like one. when you murder a banker and you become a banker. <laughs> well, somebody's got to do this job. I don't know what you expected. <laughs> yeah, I honestly haven't seen the others. And I, I know Martin Short is Jack Frost in one of them. That's, as, the that's as much as I know. What? That's the third one. Is that a hostile takeover situation? Is that what's going on in that one? I think so. He wants to take over Christmas. Or shut it down, I bet. So is this the same Jack Frost character that was in that one movie? The, the Nicolas Cage one? I think so. Is it Nicolas Cage and Jack Frost, or is it... So no, it's Michael, Michael, Jack Nicholas. Michael, Michael Keaton, yeah. Sorry. Okay. And I say this because I watched it less than a week ago. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, isn't there another Jack Frost movie, though, that's a horror movie? Yes. Yes. It okay, came that's out what I'm thinking of. One year earlier, I Has, think. like, Shannon Elizabeth or something in I've it? I've never seen it. The cover is too scary for me. They both came out approximately at the same time, which is kind of strange. I just recall reading something like, she goes to take a bath, and it turns out she's, like, bathing in the melted form of Jack Frost, and then he, like, kills her or something. <laughs> <laughs> I might have made that up, in which case we should probably copyright that, but... <laughs> <laughs> How does he kill her? He just freezes suddenly? Uh, that... I don't know. I don't know. Let's just... Yes. 
We don't need to flesh this out right now. I, I understand. Yeah, well, we'll work it out. But yeah, it wasn't like it's it's pretty creepy CGI. Like it's not awful, but there are clearly scenes where it's like a snowman actual physical model, and there's other scenes where it's CGI, and then like a third set of scenes where it's a combination where it's an actual model, but then the head is being CGI'd. No puppets. No, well, no, not not with somebody's gigantic hand at the bottom of them. (laughs) But it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of snowman puns. It's basically one snowman. Well, the first half of the movie, he's not a snowman, so that takes a good, I'd say, forty minutes before he becomes a snowman. Wait, which Jack Frost are we talking about? Oh, the Michael Keaton one. Oh, okay. So not the horror one. And then it's (laughs) snowman pun after snowman pun. A lot of snowboarding, as was popular in the late 90s. Snow like jobs? waterboarding? There's also... <laughs> no, yeah, so there weren't any waterboarding jokes. It's a little bit too early for that. <laughs> I think if it, was, if it was to be remade right now, I think there would be at least one of those. <laughs> if I remember correctly, there was a yellow snow incident, too. Oh, the, the dog keeps trying to pee on him. Yes, and melts him. <laughs> This just made me start thinking about what if they, like, remade Frosty as, like, a full movie that was, like, you know, like a gritty reboot, sort of. <laughs> Where Frosty goes around and he, like, fights criminals and stuff, but he has to do it at night when it's cold. And so, like, the bad guys try and trap him in a greenhouse. So, you know, it's like how the original went, sort of. <laughs> <laughs> like then... this guy's outside of the greenhouse has, like, a freezer. Right. <laughs> And then he, he walks in and the door shuts and then that uh, the freezer sort of part of it falls away and then you see he's in a greenhouse. Exactly. <laughs> but that means he also has like catchphrases and stuff about how he's like cold as ice. <laughs> There'd be a song playing too. Probably. Okay. But there... See, that was a joke that would have worked in the original too and they neglected to put that one in. It's like, well, it's like maybe we can bribe Frosty. No, you can't. He's pure as the driven snow. <laughs> There's a lot of times where he almost gets hit by the snowplow, or does get hit by the snowplow. I think that's, that happens a couple of times. Well, I think he also should have the ability to, like, fling snow from his body, and that, like, stops bad guys. <laughs> like, he freezes them with his snow. And that way, when that's he, hilarious. like, he stops someone, he can be, like, stay frosty. Didn't we already see this? <laughs> Didn't Arnold Schwarzenegger play this character as Mr. Freeze? But that's Speaking. not a Christmas movie. Oh. Speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> the movie I saw before that was Jingle All the Way. Oh. <laughs> I've never seen that one. How is it? Uh, it's it's not so good, really. Oh. The this, only thing this, I... got, this was all brought up by the fact that uh, Cara and I started talking about Santa with muscles, which we can come back to in a minute. She's like... <laughs> Well, you haven't seen Jingle All the Way? We have to watch Jingle All the Way, and it was on Netflix. And then we watched Jack Frost after that. So it was quite the afternoon. (laughs) The only thing I remember from Jingle All the Way was Arnold Schwarzenegger running down the street, repeating the names of all of the reindeer in his beautiful accent. (laughs) Actually, I thought the funniest part of it was, at the very beginning, he's... He's at work, but he promises his son he's going to get home for something or other. Uh, I think it was like a karate recital. What are those called? Karate recitals? Yeah, I guess that was. And he gets pulled over by a cop for speeding. Exhibition? Yeah, and just for his his wonderful accent, uh, he explains to the cop that the cop has to let him leave because he's in a fury. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't stop. I say that to Carl all the time now. (laughs) <laughs> anyway sorry to distract us we were talking about good christmas movies weren't we 
Not necessarily. We were just throwing out Christmas movies and asking opinions about them. And the late Phil Hartman was in that one as, as well. Yes, he was. Very interesting role. Isn't Jake Lloyd in that movie? Yes, he is. I'd say Jake Lloyd's best performance. I'll go out on a limb and say that. <laughs> okay. Apparently, Jake Lloyd is a very, very bitter human being these days. No kidding? Yeah, he apparently, because I guess he like more or less took the brunt for Phantom Menace sucking. Oh, uh, that's not <laughs> to, his to a large extent. So like he he hates Star Wars now. He hates acting. He basically just wants people to leave him alone. That's what it sounds. Oh like. yeah, just go to the uh, conventions or anything. So wait, what does he do for a living then? I assume he's a carpenter or something. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that what acts actors do? They go become carpenters. I think that's the opposite of acting. Wasn't Harrison Ford a carpenter for a while? Wait, did he stop acting and become a carpenter? Well, I think like when he didn't have jobs. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or was that just a hobby? No, I'd, like that's how he was making money. Oh. Did he really need to make money before he was famous? Yes. Well, before he you you got looks like Harrison Ford. <laughs> do you really need to make money per se? <laughs> So what about Ernest Saves Christmas? What happens in that? I saw that. I believe he saves Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) Hilarious results. (laughs) I mean, I think something happens to Santa in that one. Yeah, isn't it like the Santa Claus, but with Ernest? Oh, and then he has to become Santa and deliver all the presents? He hurts himself or something, and he's held up in his... Doesn't die, but he hurts himself. And so Ernest, in his earnest ways, <laughs> saves Christmas. Is that, is that a pun? It wasn't intentionally a pun. <laughs> kind of works. I Can guess... I claim it as a pun now? Okay, yes, I do claim that. Did you describe Ernest as Ernest? Yeah, I think he puts it all out there. But no, I don't remember anything about that one. I remember that it exists. I guess yeah. I know what you're watching on Netflix after this. Oh, it's a dare. I have to all do right. it. I've got a movie that Adam saw for the first time today. Ooh, what's that? I'll be home for Christmas. Hey, starring... I only watched like 30 minutes of that. That's true. That's all you really <laughs> needed to see. Maybe it got better. Not really. <laughs> Who does that start? JTT. Oh. Oh. Wait. Circa what year? Uh, there was a Smash Mouth poster in the background, so I'm guessing <laughs> roughly 98, 99. <laughs> and Jessica Beale seems like, like she was in college. I wonder if it was like long, long after anyone even remembered who he was. No, this was the height of his popularity. Okay. Because I do remember seeing it because I did like him. Does JTT still make movies? Yeah, what is he doing now? Is he hanging out with Jake Lloyd nowadays? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't does know. That... I only like 30, 30 minutes of it, but I hated it. Does it, it, it like... doesn't stand up with... I mean, does it make more sense when you consider that he was a big actor at the time? Like, okay, I can see why people would have watched this. To like, you know, being... I mean, I don't know why else they would have watched from that. Yeah. All I know is I just wanted to, like, punch him in the face. Because <laughs> I think he, why he ended up in a Santa costume glued to himself in the middle of the desert. Yeah, like I said, maybe it got better when he received his just rewards <laughs> and learned wait, wait, wait. the true meaning of Christmas. You mean the Porsche? Yeah. This is sounding like a good movie to me. Maybe you just need Bran to explain it. So he ends up glued to himself in the desert and has a Porsche? <laughs> it's so the... He was a college student that did not want to go home for Christmas. He was in California. Home is in New York. California. <laughs> and his father bribed him saying that if he came home for Christmas, he'd get the Porsche. He then gets kidnapped by other students, thrown in the middle of the desert with a Santa costume glued onto him and has no way of getting home. So now he must get home so he can get the Porsche. Is that hazing? <laughs> Why would students do this? Because they, they, they also hated him. Yes. Apparently, 
their cheating scheme didn't work and they blamed him. Which was crazy because it was on pagers. What? <laughs> That's right. They were all cheating using pagers and the teacher's just like, oh yeah, pagers. Okay, cool. Take your exam. I was well, like, what? What, what is this crazy this? technology? I can't possibly understand it. It was a California <laughs> okay. school. I think the teacher must have assumed that they were using it for drug deals. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be using it for cheating because, I mean, I don't think you use it for. Setting so up, Setting up coke deals. Yep. Because the, the cheating situation went south, they decided to murder him <laughs> by stranding him in the desert. That's this is a darker movie than I imagined it, it like... would be. So it looked like it was going to be a happy ending. Look. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, anybody yeah. who needs to cheat already needs a little bit of help in the mental department, okay? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, though, they got it right because they left. They were courteous enough to leave him a note about what was going on on a Christmas napkin. <laughs> in Just so you know, we're the ones who are murdering you. <laughs> <laughs> please, please get rid of this evidence or you die. Yes. <laughs> what was that? Please destroy this napkin before you die so there's no evidence. <laughs> Please eat. Well, didn't he feed it to Do the vulture? Flip your corpse. Yeah, to be fair, he did dispose of it. He crumpled it up and threw it at the vulture. <laughs> I'm not making that up. That's actually true. I just imagine the CSI episode. <laughs> oh, part of his body's been eaten. Let's go find the vulture. Wait a yep. second. There's a napkin inside this vulture. What does it say? <laughs> The episode of Castle where they're trying to figure this out. <laughs> so yeah, based on that, the, that based on like the first a, 30 minutes, not recommended. That would be a great procedural television drama like from the late 90s. Like an episode <laughs> of Law and Order. You can just imagine that unfolding. You find a guy dead in the desert in a Santa costume glued to himself. And then it all goes back to this elaborate pager system cheating. To be fair... That's not the craziest CSI style plot I've ever seen. No, that'd be a great episode. (laughs) There was something to this movie. It didn't deliver on what the first 15 minutes promised. (laughs) So, so is the nightmare before Christmas? Is that a Christmas movie? Oh, definitely. That is a Santa Claus in it, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure that judging by dad's viewing habits, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, by that, Lord of the Rings is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Established that was not the case. Okay. Well, Christmas actually happens in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Christmas features in it. Okay. Is it a St. Patrick's Day movie then? Because there's a door with a clover on it. I think you need more than just a cameo. <laughs> so is it a Halloween movie? Yes. Is it a Christmas movie? Yes. Ooh. My mind is blown. But if you had a movie that, say, took place over the course of an entire year and had a scene that was at Christmas. So like Harry uh, Potter. I don't think that counts. What? So I don't think St. Patrick's Day counts either. Is the, is yeah, the are, scene... Yeah. Do the Harry Potter movies count as Christmas movies? Are those scenes essential to the movie? Like, if you just cut that scene or had the same stuff, you know, dialogue happen some other time of the year... I'll have to say that sweater just was well. pivotal. But doesn't he? Doesn't Harry get a, a broomstick that he uses to win the everything? Well, he gets. That could have been a birthday present. <laughs> well, he gets the cloak. He wins Hogwarts. He does win Hogwarts. <laughs> he gets the invisibility cloak. Well, that's true. That's when Ron gets the ugly sweater. Besides, you know that Harry, as an orphan, doesn't get birthdays. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. If it weren't for Christmas, Harry Potter would just be hiding out in the middle of everything and everyone would be able to see him. He'd never have any fun. (laughs) So are we going yay or nay on Harry Potter? I still feel like nay. No, I don't think it's a large enough part of the plot. 
Oh, so you're adding a whole new element here. So it has to be a large part of the plot, not just occurring at Christmas. Oh, well, no, because I know what other movies we're going to be going towards, which I might consider Christmas movies. Yeah. I would say either it has to be a large part of the plot, Look, let's or just get a large this... part of the movie has to take place on Christmas. Let's get this elf in another room. What movie are you driving at? Uh, I, I think we're all talking about Die Hard. The greatest, the greatest Christmas movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I agree. You do? Sort of. You were just telling me how A Muppet Christmas Carol was the greatest Christmas no, movie. No, I said A Muppet Christmas Carol was my favorite Christmas movie. One of many. Is Die Hard <laughs> one of many? It's up there. So, no. <laughs> how many is many? Top five. Okay, give me a second. Think out loud. Okay. You have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That doesn't count. That does too count. That's not a movie. That's it a is... TV special. I have the Blu-ray. DVD. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can show you a bunch of DVDs of TVs I have. I don't think it counts. Okay, fine. Well, then maybe it will make the list. I'm up. It's Christmas Carol. I lost my train of thought. Um, you got to one thing. Elf, White Christmas, Holiday Inn. That's the same movie twice. <laughs> That's like saying RoboCop and RoboCop make my list of the greatest cop movies ever. Well, I think Brianne might be talking about like some remake or something that actually has a different title, correct? Yes, they're two different movies. One is similar, but they're not the same thing. Holiday Inn is before White Christmas. Okay, fine. If you were listing romantic comedies, would you list, what was it, Little Shop Around the Corner? And yeah. uh, what was the other one? You've got Mail. Yeah. Would you count those as two distinct movies? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Carry on. Okay, I guess she's allowed to count Holiday Inn as its own movie, then. Well, since you don't let me count Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, then yeah, I guess Die Hard does make the top five. <laughs> Sneaks in there. <laughs> Unless another, but I do reserve the right that if another one pops into my mind to bump it out. Much as bump out Holiday Inn. I don't think so. You've already got it in as White Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Just because being Crosby is in both of them doesn't mean anything. No, no, no. <laughs> Any movie that contains the same actor. Oh, it's the same movie. Oh, we're really so all movies that have. Well, this is Adam's contention, yes. <laughs> but he plays different characters. It's not the same character. Is it the same character, like stripping the names away? No. Same plot functions. No. Well, plot functions maybe, but he plays a completely different character. Which one's Danny Kaye in? White Christmas. So that's the one we get rid of. No. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Same plot, same character, doesn't count as a different movie? Different character, similar plot. So, like, so Tom Boy about... and Black Sheep would be the same movie. I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> yeah, basically. But he is the same character in both of those. I I'm driving at the obvious one, which is, is Die Hard 2 the same movie as Die Hard 1? No, different setting. <laughs> <laughs> More nudity in Die Hard 2. <laughs> Full backle nudity. <laughs> yeah, where's Die Hard 2 fall on the Christmas list? Uh, I don't think it's up there. <laughs> Top 100. Ooh, generous. <laughs> Top 100 Christmas movies. Yep. Uh... <laughs> Clocking in at number 94. <laughs> <laughs> we should make a list of anything at some point. And you should always introduce everyone, every single one is clocking in at... <laughs> Clocking in at 97. Clocking in at 96. <laughs> I see a Facebook post coming on. Would you do that for bottles of beer on the wall? <laughs> Clocking in at number 93.
Another <laughs> Being a DJ must be easy. <laughs> no kidding. You have to say things with confidence. Raise and lower your voice at random points. <laughs> and say that everything's clocking in. <laughs> clocking in at number 93. It's Santa with muscles. <laughs> we weren't able to find that. We, we looked on YouTube and it showed the first... It was like Santa with Muscles Part 1, and that's all that's on YouTube. Wait, that's an actual it's movie? The first, it's the first 15 minutes of it, Yeah. and you have no idea it's even a Christmas movie, because it takes place in California. That's the Hulk Hogan and, movie. And it's just Hulk Hogan like beating up his servants, because he's like a isolated rich guy who's like a commando, and just sets up war games with his servants. So it was just like a big fight scene. It sounds like you're describing like Pee-wee's big adventure. (laughs) (laughs) It started out similar to Pee-wee's big adventure, except not entertaining. (laughs) But then he decides to take the police on a high-speed chase just because he's rich and he can. And then at the very end of the clip, it says like Santa at the mall, like three miles (laughs) on a sign. That's as far as it went. (laughs) And based on that car, I was like, all right, we need to find this movie <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but so far, no luck? No. I mean, you could buy it. Well, don't We wanted to stop sort of doing that. Because I was going to say, you could probably find the literally a Santa with muscles in Bad Santa. We didn't watch Bad Santa because it fa- features possibly my least favorite actor of all time. Billy Bob? Billy Bob. Billy Bob. Every time I see him at things, I just hate him. Mm-hmm. So how about Prancer? Anybody remember Prancer? Oh, yeah. Vaguely. Well, he Vague. was just the reindeer that nobody wanted. No, didn't he get, like, in an accident or something, and so he was nursed back to health by good How children? Come every Christmas movie involves somebody getting into an accident. Drama. <laughs> Santa with muscles. He gets hit on the head and thinks he's Santa Claus and learns the true meaning of Christmas. Hold on. Let's come up with a Christmas movie that doesn't involve an accident. <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street? Ax- uh I don't know. There's an There's accidental a... uh, misidentification that's then fact on itself. Does attempted suicide count? It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Were you imagining Santa Chris Kringle attempting to kill himself? <laughs> hey, you know, that's it's always me. on at Christmas. That's all. I, you know. Every you know, year, you know the, the story thing. of why a Wonderful Life. You never die. Christmas, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's because they let the, the uh, rights lapse accidentally. Right. So they just show it because it's literally free to show it. Right? I don't know if that's still true, but I know that was true for a long time. Oh, oh yeah. I think they attempted, someone attempted to make a, a claim on the copyright. Okay. In, in, not too long ago, I think. But yeah, that's the only reason A Wonderful Life is considered a Christmas movie, really. <laughs> They're making okay, so. decorating the tree at the end. Yeah, for about as long as Harry Potter is opening his presents. No, It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life actually does have an accident in it, right? Like he accidentally loses the check or whatever that the old crotchety guy finds. Pottersville? Yeah, Potter. Potter. What are we yeah, saying? He, that accident check is... Check or something and he, the clumsy guy loses it and that was what was going to save the bank or something like that? I don't know. Well, any story ever has some sort of an accident that happens that allows for a twist. Mm. So, I mean, are you saying accident... <laughs> Like, oops, or accident like someone's getting hurt. Well, doesn't his brother die in an accident or nearly die? Yeah, isn't it like a swimming accident in the winter or something? He falls through the ice. Oh, yeah. They were sliding on shovels. 
and yeah. he falls in, and then that's how he loses his hearing is that he dives in to save his brother. Yeah, and how he accidentally marries the 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 girl when he opens the pool or whatever. <laughs> he accidentally marries the girl on the spot. I Wait, assume, I, I assume that's how it works. I said I do. I guess we're married. <laughs> <laughs> but I, mean, I guess I was referring more to like getting hit on the head or injured. Okay, so Miracle on 34th Street. What, what was the injury there? Or accident? Uh, the guy gets hit on the head and thinks he's Santa Claus. He, Is that how it went? I guess I didn't watch the beginning of the it. hearts of, of everyone or he encounters. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Well, you're telling, me, you're telling ex- me he wasn't actually Santa. The whole point is that he was. Wait, uh, I guess I haven't seen the new one. Maybe he isn't in the new one, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think a bunch of kids sending a bunch of letters make someone Santa, well, hey, I guess. Hey, post office, he... don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so then then I spell my name W A L L A S because I've gotten a lot of letters that say that. Wallace. <laughs> sending something to me. And they sent it to the wrong person, and that's my name now. <laughs> I think right? that's how it works. <laughs> my, my name, my name right now was current resident. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. No, no accident in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. I, I would like to see a movie that where a world where that was set as legal, legal precedent, <laughs> and then, and used in a number of other cases to hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as the legal precedent of of Gimbal v. Chris Kringle proves, <laughs> you're not even suing the correct client. You see, yesterday <laughs> I sent with the wrong name, so now that's his name. So, what's the best Christmas movie you've ever seen? They tend to be a little overly sentimental and not very good. I mean, based on what we've discussed so far, we got to a couple of classics there at the end, but I think the first six or seven movies we discussed were pretty horrendous. What about A Christmas Story? Oh, yeah, that's up there. I'll give that a number one for right now, until I think it's something else. It's, you know, as everyone I'm sure will point out, it's overplayed. Yeah, well, that just means don't watch it. Exactly. Like, I bet I I can watch it now and try to watch it with fresh eyes and probably enjoy it just as much as I I did the first time I saw it. Right. It's not like a song on the radio where everywhere you go, they're playing it on the radio. It's not like you walk through the store and you just constantly see a Christmas story playing. (laughs) Some stores. Well, then don't go buy a TV. Was it TBS (laughs) or TNT still doing that thing where they play it for an entire day? Yeah, is it Christmas Day? Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Because they assume no one's watching anyway. (laughs) I always end up watching it with my father when I was living at home on Christmas Day. And I would humor him. Are there any Christmas cartoon movies? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That's not a movie. Charlie Brown Christmas? It's not a movie. Wait, you mean like a theatrical release, not a TV special? Correct. Frozen. Is is that on Christmas? Is, Is that set on Christmas? I'm not, I mean, I haven't seen Frozen yet. There's snowmen. Well, snow. no. So, does the battle scene on Hoth take place at Christmas? I don't know. Are there snowmen in Hoth? <laughs> well, there's wait, snow. Wait a second. Wait a <laughs> second. Does Life of Brian count as a Christmas movie? Uh, I think we established uh, that. I don't think enough of the plot happens at Christmas. They show him being born? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's always been a long time since I've seen it. All right. Where the wise men go to, like, the wrong stable or whatever. (laughs) That was actually a trivia question where I was like, name the first movie in which the various actors have played God. And one of them was Graham Chapman. And people kept putting down Life of Brian. And in my head, I was like, 
That's the whole point of the movie is that he's not God. <laughs> Wait, so what's the correct answer? Uh, Monty Python, the Holy Girl. Okay. Uh, I can't think of any animated Christmas movies. Eight Crazy Nights is not a Christmas movie. So what about Santa Claus is Coming to Town? Well, when is that? Yeah, I don't know that movie. It's another claymation movie. I don't know oh, if it's... Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they're oh, all the TV specials. I don't think any of them were movies. The Grinch. Well, the original Grinch is a TV special. Mm. And the remake's not animated. Or good. What about the Elf movie that came out recently? Elf? No, not Elf, but that is a good one. I'm trying to think of the cartoon one. Isn't Fred there... Fred Claus? <laughs> Arthur Christmas? Is that what oh, that yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there you go. Did anyone see that movie? No. No. <laughs> well, pretty much clocking in at number 87, <laughs> Arthur Christmas. It's basically the animated version of Fred Claus, I think, right? <laughs> <laughs> wow, there are lots of Christmas movies I never saw. Oh, yeah. I realize that's a profound statement. <laughs> like, Four Christmases? I never saw that. I never saw Fred Claus. I never saw Christmas with the Cranks. There's the Nutcracker. Is that a movie? Oh, well, it's been released. It's LA. Oh, it's a movie somewhere. Is that from the makers of Saw? <laughs> <laughs> Swing and miss. A little bit. Yeah, so I, I'm not sure all of us are going to be able to come up with the top five. Turns out we haven't seen enough Christmas movies. Does that mean by, by default, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation makes your top five? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by... <laughs> Well, Die Hard goes above that. <laughs> Christmas Story. Christmas Story, Die Hard. Elf? Oh, Elf. Whoa, yeah. So Christmas Story, Die Hard, Elf. Jack Frost? Oh. Nightmare I actually Christmas. enjoyed, yes, Nightmare Before Christmas and then... A Muppet's Christmas Carol? Yeah. All right. There you go. Thanks for filling in okay. for me. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen The Muppet's Christmas Carol? I'm sure I have. It's been a long time. <laughs> but I know it has to be better than anything else I would have put on the list. Any movie that I can think of right now. Ernest oh, Christmas? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Miracle on 34th Street? Yeah. Santa Claus? Well, like I said earlier, I just, I don't remember it. The premise made we it forgot to me like, be awful. Oh, yeah, Scrooged. Scrooge is all right. Yeah, I like with... Scrooged. All right, so the well, top like... five Christmas movies. <laughs> well, I did, Locking I did, like... in at number five. <laughs> I, I, I did like uh, the one thing I realized about Scrooge that I kind of liked was that he's this awful person to begin with. And like once he realizes the or like gets the Christmas spirit, then he suddenly becomes Bill Murray. <laughs> like the end, <laughs> which is why everyone likes him. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen that. It's There's that face again. Holy cow. Yeah, it's decent. No, it's, it's definitely worth seeing, I would say. There's parts of it that work and parts of it that don't work, but it has Bill Murray and he does a good job usually. So how about you, Adam? What's number one? We need we need a number one from everybody. Uh, my number one's probably a Christmas story. Yeah, that's what I said too. And and Die Hard is probably number two. Doug? Probably Die Hard as my number one. I like a Christmas story, but I just watched it way too much growing up. So I'd put that one as number two. So the opposite of Adam. Brian? Probably have to say White Christmas is number one. And then a tie for number two being Elf and a Muppet's Christmas Carol. Where's Holiday Inn? Oh, I just said that one was in my top five. I didn't say it was number one. White Christmas totally beats out Holiday Inn. And Elf jumps right in the middle and Muppet Christmas Elf Carol. Elf ahead of Die Hard? Yeah. Well, Elf... Elf what kind of Christmas I... spirit is this? 
<laughs> I didn't expect to like Elf at all, and then I watched it and was thoroughly entertained. Yeah, I agree with that. I still haven't seen Elf. It's one of the few times I like Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell. Well, but he's not really being Will Ferrell. He's being movie. a child version of Will Ferrell. Wait. Oh, child, not childish. Okay. <laughs> can, I re- can I revise my answer? Yes. I'm pretty sure I'm the number one is Kiss Saves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to outro us, Brian? What does one normally say as an outro? It's like you don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> so we'll do it like, like Doug, right? So you just say something, and then we'll tell you you're wrong. And then you need to say it a different way. And iteratively, you'll figure out what it is you need to say. <laughs> oh, shoot. I mean, I, actually, I think I actually know what the outro is supposed to be, though. What is it? Well, that's it for another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Adam Gobeski, and I'm Charlie Wallace. Wait, then who are we? Wait, I could possibly do that. Okay, but make sure you do it exactly like that. <laughs> it might be a little difficult. I think my voice is a little higher. Better lower it, then. Yeah, I'm not going to even attempt to do that. <laughs> oh, come on! Try! Do your best impression of Adam. Or Doug. <laughs> or Doug. Do your <laughs> best impression of doing an impression of Adam and Charlie. You <laughs> to do all of us. Well, this has been another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. I'm Adam Gobeski, and I'm Charlie Wallace. (laughs) You sound very distinguished in this uh, interpretation. Yeah. I feel flattered. Yeah. Uh, And our guests today were (laughs) Doug Gobeski and Brianne Gobeski. See ya in 2014. Unless Charlie puts out the next podcast in time for New Year's. It's possible. Oh, yeah, and I hope you all enjoy the food that you are eating today on Christmas. <laughs> today is Christmas for you. Or happy holidays. Adam Brand, if it's, it's if it's your family in Arizona, I'm sure they won't enjoy it all that much. Their tortilla chips. <laughs> hey, these are, these are nothing but the finest Kroger brand tortilla chips. Oh, nice. Fries brand, and it says made in Arizona. Well, Fry's is Kroger. But does the Kroger brand, is that made in Arizona? Probably. All the way out in Michigan? So, so an upgrade. See you next time. <laughs> Happy holidays from the Gobeski Wallace Report. See you next time. I like that. <laughs> Expect us to go off on a tangent about Kroger for 50 minutes. <laughs> like, nope, nope, it's going to nip this one in the bud. <laughs> no, you're fine now. I mean, it, it's been pretty good recently about like what I hear over my headphones is pretty much what I get. So, Okay. So, wig? Yes, wig. <laughs> Adam is so sparkly. His face is glittered <laughs> in the true christmas spirit <laughs> How about oh, a vampire christmas so <laughs> what that could That's be not a real movie. thing is the gobeski wallace report presents a vampire christmas <laughs> i would like to point out adam too you are officially the uh the rip taylor of this podcast <laughs> what
<laughs> You're not familiar with Rip Taylor? Not uh, no. from name. No. Oh, he's a guy. I want to say maybe in the 80s or the 70s. I don't know. He was just this. He'd be like on Hollywood Squares or weird things like that. Or you'd see him as a guest. And half the time, all you do is he'd reach into a bag of glitter and start throwing it around. <laughs> Get up on YouTube. You'll find you'll find like a, a video of him doing it. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> the glitter guy. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> I think my cans fell down. Oh, it scared me. 